The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. of the panel discussion your home of pop culture and comic book talk i am one of your hosts porcupine jones matt johnson isn't here this week again but we will communicate with him through the grave with our ouija board later but right now i want to introduce to you oh another introduction i want to get used to it now this is going to be my thing this is my thing you just took it from me i was going to take it back next week well the fans don't know this well now I'm educating them. This yeah. was my thing that I did, and you I, took it. This I didn't take it. This is my way of honoring you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's less work for me. I, well, you do it. Let me see. Let me hear what you got for me all today. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to introduce my co-host now, who already started talking. Schmanty. He's a man who is my dog, and he is just heaven. Like most men in tights, he is hot stuff. Strong as a cannonball, this man runs five miles every morning, but I wish we could play space balls. Most of all, he loves the Muppets. And you can't silence this ham. Yes, I am talking about the self-proclaimed Dom DeLuise of podcasting, (laughs) Will (laughs) Dangerously. Oh, boy. Dom DeLuise. What a man. What What a man. What a treasure. Whew. Right? I didn't know where you were going with that one. You threw me all over the all, all over the place with that one. I was. Yeah. I thought I had my 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 finger on the button, and then nothing. What did you? Uh, what would you think at first? I had no. I I don't know. It was all over the place. It was. Uh, I was a little scatterbrained. Yeah, a little scatterbrained. Well, Will Smith, the Schmitty man, he's here today. Yes, he is. And we're here to talk about some stuff. Uh, there's a show. That we usually start with. It's got a, it's vision with the uh, uh, Wanda. It's the Vision Wanda show. I had a fish called Wanda once. Ah, Kevin Klein did. That, he's too, a gentleman yes. and a scholar. What did you think of this week's episode? Well, I again, just like all of them, I loved it, and this one hit hard. This was this was the this uh, was the deep one. Yeah, this is the 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 uh, the the peak, and then next show it's going to be just action packed. Oh, no doubt. This was the this was the build the build. What uh, oh god! What was the line? It, it's it's already being considered like one of the greatest lines in the history of cinema, and it's uh, I think it's on top of my head. So I'm sorry if I get it wrong. It was like, what is grieving but love preserving? I oh think, yeah, I think yeah, that's what yeah. Vision said. Yeah, that was some deep stuff, dude. That actually got me. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you cry? Did you I, I, of course I did, dude. That hit hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. I mean, you know, we I've been dealing with a lot of grief. Uh, uh, you know, this past year. So that one kind of hit hard. Um, but the episode was great. I love the uh, the Christmas Carol uh, little gimmick they were doing there, bouncing around trying to figure out who Wanda is, you know, what she's capable of, and Agatha just trying to, like, figure out how she's able to turn this whole town under her, uh, basically even, under even her the, spell. The, the opening, the opening was cool with the the Coven of Witches turning against Agatha. I didn't know where that was going at first. Yeah, and I'm that, like, that, that was, was that awesome. That was cool. Uh, it gave me a little sympathy for her just because, like, uh, I didn't realize this till after the fact, but, like, the main witch of that coven is her mother. Her mother. So her old mother was turning against her. Well, um, it kind of seemed like Agatha was doing some bad shit. 
How do you? Well, you know, that's all relative. That's what they were implying. Yeah, that's what well, I mean. But they're witches. But which one? Witches. The witch. Yeah. The one. The one that was the witch. That Elizabeth witch, that's Houston. The witch one. Yeah. Witch. Which? Which one? The who? That what? The band on stage. <laughs> that's the who. Who's on first? The man. <laughs> yes, I know there's a man on first, but who's on first? His name's who? Who? The man. That's what I said. Who's on first? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Um, Wanda finally gets her comic book superhero name. Mm. Wanda, you know, she's not Wanda no more. She's a Scarlet Witch. She's I was got the powers. waiting for that after this whole time. So it's almost like they had this planned. They might have. Mm-hmm. They do do this. I, I, I have. Uh, did you see the discrepancy that uh, the little thing that they did that was not accurate to the time? Help me out. Morris Day was uh, no. Oh, <laughs> 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 but uh, no. What the when 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 Wanda's with her with her mom and dad and her brother and they're watching the old sitcoms and they bust out the box of the old DVDs that her dad would sell. Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to take place in the 90s. Malcolm in the Middle was not released on digital video disc until 2002, so unless they're time travelers. What? Mm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, 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 yeah. All right, all right. But that was cool. Do we know what year that was, though? It was. I think it was supposed to be the 90s. Okay, but, I mean, I didn't have DVDs until 2000, uh, 2000 maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. So I don't think... I'm going to say that was probably around that time. I don't know if there's a discrepancy there. Either way, like it, to, it was kind of oddball because you had like Dick Van Dyke, you had Bewitched, you had I Dream of Genie. And especially what country and then, is that? Like, what, what? Well, I mean, Sokovia, it's a made-up country. They, it doesn't s- exist for real. So it's like Bosnia-Herzegovina? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's one of those places. <laughs> that, you know, we're ignorant Americans. That's what well, it's, we do. It's, 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 I, shit. Well, yeah. I don't know world politics. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, well... I'm uh, like I'm gonna be like, yo. They are probably just getting DVDs now. Yeah, but he's, he's so that's a huge them. discrepancy those were, those right are total there. Bootlegs too. They're not real. Did you see the cases on them? No, that's photoshopped. Why would yeah, you like, go through that much trouble? Because they don't. They're, yeah, they're not getting screen prints over there. Look, I had a guy that I would get like bootleg movies you from for those, like a buck a movie, and he'd you, give it to me in a sleeve. You know what he should have been doing instead of selling D- DVDs? He should have been getting his family the hell out of that war zone is what he should have been doing. Well, he was saving they money opened, for it. They opened the window, and there's like just people shooting guns and like, get the heck out of there, Dude, man. Dude, this shit happens. Some people can't. Some people can't move. You can walk. And then what do you do? You come here to America. What do you, they do? They throw you in a fucking cage. Not all the time. Yeah. Not back then. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Now Bush was president then, wasn't he? Uh, you yeah. To, to, yeah, put him in the cage. <laughs> That's my Bush. That's my Bush. It's very hairy. <laughs> no, 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 not for the shower. I took. Oh, coming very here. nice, very nice. Smooth sailing, my friend. Mm. Grass don't grow on a busy street. Oh, because of traffic. Yep. Oh, <laughs> big, I see what you did. Take there. a wide left. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, how about uh, uh, vision at the end? That's not vision. That's just his body. He's a corpse. That, yeah. That's, yeah. That, I mean, that happens in the West Coast Avengers line later down where he's he's just white. He loses a, a part of himself. And yeah. Yeah. So that's just them kind of interpreting that comic. That's what kind of the Marvel Universe does. Did you see the Funko, take- uh, Funko Pop turns dark and the lining is like red? Makes him look super evil. Oh, really? Yeah. That's neat. I that's did see the cool. Agatha Hargrave pop. That looked pretty cool, too. She's such a babe. 
Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snuggle. I can't get right up in there. Snuggle, snuggle. I want her inside of me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's a hell of a woman. Oh. Uh, and so the one thing that I'm a little bit confused with is that so Wanda didn't steal Vision's body. Yeah, that's that's gonna have to get some. That's got. She's gonna have some spining to do. Okay, but because she just kind that of that kind of explains the Mind Stone because it, she's she made she's, the Mind yeah. Stone with her mind. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, which also says that oh shit, Wanda could actually make the Infinity Stones. Which I didn't. Well, I mean, it could just be a stone. Doesn't necessarily have to have the same powers. It could just be another. Stone of that a color, a stone that glows and powers vision. What he, he I mean, she, just like it could be Agatha controlling the vision's powers as well. Just like that's you know, Quicksilver's not really running that fast. Yeah, I don't know. He bet she might be. I, like she said, it's just fake Pietro, Pietro, Pietro. Yeah, and fission. They're fake. Yeah, they're figments of your imagination. Hey, you know what? We'll figure it all out. You think that circus was really there? That wasn't a real circus. Britney Spears was singing it. With her snake? Mm. Oh, okay. No, Mm -hmm. that was toxic. Oh, I do love that song. What a treasure. But, I mean, we get one more episode. We're not getting ten. We're getting just nine. Now, how long? Do you you know the runtime for this one? I want to say 47 minutes. I said it's the longest, but not by much longer than last week's. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it... Now, how do you feel about the future going forward with this? Uh, would you prefer uh, more shows like this or more movies? Well, movies are kind of out of the question right now because they're just going to keep getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Yeah, when the hell are we going to watch Black Widow? Uh, yeah, exactly. Just release mm-hmm. the damn thing already. Would just, you? just spit it out. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get it. Um. So, but I mean, they're I, they might be getting ready to. I think they they delayed it. Did they delay it again? I don't even know anymore. Probably. So, um... What was the... Was there a date set? There have been numerous ones. I just can't remember them all. I don't know if there was, like, a new, new date. I thought it was supposed to be May. It's gonna be May. (laughs) Uh, Uh, What else happened in this episode that, uh... I I had another point, but I I think I lost it in the old... The old, the old brain of the yours. The old brain of mine. Well, we got to yeah. see the kids again, but yeah, you know, she's, got him, she's got him strangled with her magic. So now, are those kids real? She created them out of her mind. So yeah, she created them. Created them out of her mind. I think inside they're, they're, of her, they're in the same vein as Vision. Okay. So, you know, there was a lot of nice little callbacks too, like uh, when they showed her mom and dad. Her mom was covering her eyes, you know, to say hello. In the first episode, if you remember, she covered his eyes, and she's yeah. like, oh, that's a Sokovian greeting. So there's little callbacks like that. Even, like, the callbacks to the episodes that they were doing were, like, episodes. They were legit episodes for My Dream of Jeannie, Dick Van Dyke Show, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other thing that was was pretty pretty neat was just when Wanda sees that vision, she's got, like... Of her of the Scarlet Witch, she actually has like the crown, and yeah, yeah, yeah. If you notice, and earlier in the episode when Agatha is taking the power and the life force from all the other witches in the coven, when she's taking the life force from her mother, her mother has like this crown around her head, but when she sucks the life force from her, the crown doesn't appear on Agatha. 
So I'm wondering if like that the crown signifies the like the most powerful witch leader of the coven yeah, type, type thing. thing. Okay. So, so that that that's kind of an interesting thing. And it also makes sense why Vision or Wanda would make her costume look like that during the Halloween episode because in yeah. her mind she's already seen the vision of cool. not not the character already but the, vision? the actual sight of her yes. eyes. Yes. She's seen uh, the the vision of herself as the Scarlet Witch. So that was kind of a cool little thing. And they did release like uh higher resolution shots of that where you could kind of see the costume a little bit better and it looked pretty cool. That's awesome. Maybe uh she'll go full blown Scarlet Witch next episode. Yeah, uh there was they said uh I saw a clip where they were talking about like deleted dialogue from the show and there was a cool little dialogue that they cut and I kind of see why they would cuz it it painted Scarlet Witch and I would say kind of like a villainous light, almost like Baron Zemo from Civil War, where they're villainous, but they you could see why they're villainous, because they're grieving. They were made that way. So it was uh, a quote where she's basically saying, you know, the the world is mourning for Iron Man, but what about Vision? Like, nobody cares that Vision died. Nobody cares that Black Widow died. Nobody cares that Captain America died. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they cut that. Yeah, they cut that scene because they thought it made Wanda look too villainous. I think she should be the big bad villain. I don't know if there's going to be another villain in the show. I think it's going to be Agatha pulling the strings to make Wanda Dude, at this point, more evil. Yeah, seriously, at, at this point, it would be kind of weird just to have somebody pop up last episode. If we were going to get another reveal for a big bad, it yeah. would have been last episode. I think episode. a lot of people thought that Wanda would be like teaming with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. She could be... The villain in the multiverse of madness. Ooh. So intriguing. Yeah. She I can like go that. full blown crazy, which would be a very interesting route to take. We've seen we've seen the the you know villainous become heroic. We haven't yep. seen the heroic become villainous. So that would be kind of cool. I do like that a lot. They did uh we, we were talking about Black Widow. Maybe it is coming out because I did see a two pack of figurines from the movie with Red Guardian and uh, the other uh, character from the movie that's being portrayed by uh, not uh, the new Black Widow, not, but uh, what's her name? Spit it out, woman. Uh, the woman in it. <laughs> I think she plays like his his wife character. She plays like a wife to to Red Guardian, but okay, look pretty cool. Um, so maybe the movie's coming out because they're releasing more merchandise for it. So that dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, did you see that Ti will not be returning in Ant Man three? I did. Uh, sounds like quite a bit of uh, murky waters there. Well, this one now you know how I feel about cancel culture, but when it comes to something like this, dude, like seriously, like if it's anything that involves like abuse. Uh, rape, anything along yeah. those lines. Get yeah. him the fuck out of Hollywood. Uh, so T.I. will not be returning to Marvel Studios, the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Uh, after 11 alleged victims uh, uh, accused T.I. of uh, Not sex, only him, but his wife abuse. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Sounds like they did the Cosby route, drugged, coerced, stuff like that. Yeah, so. uh, kidnapping and all that stuff. So um, I actually didn't know about this stuff until... You know, until like today. Yeah, yeah. I heard about it yesterday. I mean, if true, just disgusting. And yeah, if it's true, 
I mean, yeah, absolutely. Out. Like uh, it's like everything with Marilyn Manson right now. How they pulled an episode of uh, Creep Show that he was in. It was actually supposed to uh, premiere uh, April first. This episode with Marilyn Manson, Greg Nicotero, the guy behind like The Walking Dead. Yeah. He direct, he wrote, directed, and filmed the episode and everything. He took him like all of four seconds, just be like, nope, just pull it. Oh, I didn't even know about it. Get, he get, was, he get was... the fuck out of here. But he's bummed out about it because there was a lot of a lot of uh, good people that worked on the episode. They were proud of it and everything. But unfortunately, I'm surprised he even did anything with him. I remember watching an episode of like Talking Dead where Manson was just drugged out of his mind and not making any sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yet somehow people still love the guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, whatever. Um, I feel like a lot of times you got to separate the artist from the art. I agree too, especially when it comes to like drug abuse and stuff like that. But when it, uh, when it takes a, a turn and stuff, allegations and stuff like that come out, then I, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit about your political view. Um, but yeah, that's where I think cancel culture is important. Anyways, uh, yeah, I bringing up the Ti thing. Uh, also, did you see that uh, Terminator is getting an animated series? On uh, Netflix, yeah, anim- not animated, anime. It's anim, yes, it's anime. anime. So, excuse me. Well, there is a difference. Yep, it's just going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to find seven Dragon Balls <laughs> to bring back po- a Pikachu. They, I mean, they ha- they just said it's in the Terminator universe. They haven't they haven't said any characters or if any casts are going to be in it. Um, the only thing they did say is uh, Matson Tomlin is the guy who's. Behind it, apparently he co-wrote the new Batman that's coming out with Robert Pattinson. Oh, no kidding. And uh, I don't know if you saw it, but he was responsible for that Project Power movie that was on Netflix with Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I didn't see it, but I'm aware of it. It was. Uh, it also had Jamie Foxx. It was a good watch. Uh, it ran a little long. It was a little all over the place, but it had an interesting concept. Uh, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Cool. I'd watch it. I mean, I watched it once. I enjoyed it. I, will I go back and watch it again? Probably not. But All right. Yeah. So uh, we got that for Netflix. I feel like Netflix has got to up their game if they want to like try to. If they want to stay in competition stay in with the these game other with streaming services now that are just all powerhouses. The you 15 got uh, Par- different streaming services. Dude, freaking Paramount's coming out with a Beavis and Butthead movie. Oh, are they? Yeah. So. Uh, and it's like, all right, now I got to get Paramount. Great. Yeah. Because yeah. I love Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I knew they were supposed to do a new show with them, so I'm I heard about that's that going to go on Paramount Plus as well. I'm guessing it's going to go movie then show. I could see that. Yeah, but the best part of Beavis and Butthead, especially in the old episodes, were that watching the music videos, which they're not allowed to do because of copyright. Well, do they even make music videos anymore? Oh, well, I meant playing the old Beavis and Butthead episodes when they cut to watch the music video. They, oh, I see what you're saying. You can't, you can't view that view that anymore. No. Yeah, it's it's done. Gotcha. They only hey. had the the right for so long. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. I, rights to the music. I don't know. Whatever. Like if you're trying to like distribute, you know, distribution and stuff like that. Different networks. I I don't know. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, have you seen the the leaked uh, pictures from the new Thor movie? Yeah. Where it's the stage. It's the stage. They, yeah. So it looks like they're they're going back to the joke in Thor Ragnarok with. With uh, the theater production of what happened in Thor: The Dark World, it looks like they're going to do kind of the similar bit with this movie. They got Matt Damon coming back to reprise Loki. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth is coming back to reprise Thor. That's exciting. Uh, Sam Neill is coming back to reprise Odin. 
That's awesome. And they have Melissa McCarthy <laughs> playing Hera. And some I saw some photos today of her like in the in the gear. It's ridiculous. It looks amazing. I it's, can't wait. Yeah. I love I love Melissa McCarthy. So I'm uh, I'm stoked for that. I mean, I, I to an extent, I, I she has her moments. I'm just so sick of the whole like it's funny because I'm fat. It's the joke. Like it's old. I feel like you haven't dug into her catalog that much then, because the some of her newer movies like. And even a lot of our movies is not like that. Like, well, I wanted to see that Muppet movie, that's but I, great. I didn't get it. I still haven't chance. It's to on have, Netflix. It, it is on Netflix. Yep, The Happy Time Murders. It's I will check really, it out. Really, really good. It's directed by Brian Henson. Okay, um, really? Yeah, son of Jim Henson. Wow. He directed it. So this is his like second. Like the other movie he directed was The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. So it's Brian Henson. It's great. It's fun movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it immensely, but I'm a little biased because I love Muppets, but I liked I it a lot. No, you do. It's dirty comedy. It's filthy, but it's great. Dom DeLuise was in the Muppet movie. Yes, he was. I do remember him. <laughs> yes. He's at the carnival. Yes. Um, But yeah, so that, that looks kind of cool. I'm looking forward to, to the new Thor movie, Um, as I think we all are. But I love that Melissa McCarthy's playing Hera. Um, that is really funny. Another great movie. If you're on the fence with McCarthy, go check out Saint Vincent. Check out what? Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent. Which one's that? Uh, just you need to know it's got Bill Murray in it. It's an amazing movie. Say no more. Really, really good. It's like a dramedy. Very good movie though. Um. So we got some casting news for the Obi Wan Kenobi show. For Disney Plus. Wait, really? Yeah, they, they cast. They didn't say what role she's playing, but her name's Indria Varma. She was in Game of Thrones. She was like one of the... Um, I believe her character was the one that turned on Daenerys in the one city of gold, and she like took the dragon eggs, and she was going to give them to the one guy who I was know really wealthy. I know talking about, yeah. And then, you know, Daenerys like locked her and him in the vault. It, for good? Yeah. yeah. So uh, she's in the show. They have again. They haven't said what character she's playing. If it's going to be a brand new character, but she's going to be in it. I bet. Um, and then uh, they're speculating with the um, removal of uh, the Cara Dune character that apparently the Rangers of Republic show was supposed to be like featuring her heavily. It was supposed to be like centered around her. So the rumor has it they're still going forward with this show, but they're going to replace the Cara Dune character as the lead with Harrison Dula. From the Rebels show. Really? So that would be really cool to I'm follow okay. up on I, her story. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So it, it, I'd be curious because with the time that it takes place, are we going to get her and uh, I forget the, the name of the child they had together, but it, it Rebels ends with Hera and the, and, and her, and the, and the offspring uh, of Hera and, and uh, Kanan. Who's a little, he was like a light green, right? Like I was, can't remember exactly w- if he looked more Twilic or more humanoid. It was a little. It was a little bit of both. He had, he had normal hair. Okay, he had, so he, he didn't had, have he, he didn't hair. have the Twilic tails. He, he didn't have the the uh, what are they called? The the head tails, T- tendrils or something. I don't think they're tendrils. They, okay. I think they just call them tails. The tails. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool, dude. I I so love that character. Not, it, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's the speculation right now is they're going to have that character fill in. So to get these animated characters in live action is, I think, awesome. I, I love that so much. And you we already... talked about the Ezra possibility of yeah. Ezra coming to live action last week. Uh, there's been tons of speculation with Grand Animal Thrawn, obviously with his name being dropped in The Mandalorian. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Rosario Dawson 
seeing Ahsoka Tano in live action was amazing. So I'm getting goosebumps that we're talking about it. Yeah, too. Uh, the more we get to see these animated characters in live action, I think the better. Yeah, well, I just when the hell are we gonna get Hondo? Oh, he's great. Yeah, who would you cast as Hondo? Oh man, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, he's too. Imagine, imagine Snoop. Yeah, you gotta have. Snoop I Dogg, know. I he's know. too laid back. Yeah. Um, so is Hondo. He's a cool dude. Hondo's like conniving though. He's like he's he's like a little mischievous. Can you imagine that? Like Hondo just all like, hey yo. It's it's H O N. I would honestly, if they didn't waste Benicio del Toro, I think he would have been perfect. Yeah, God, they did waste that character. Yeah, like yeah. he never came back. Like, what the hell was that? No, it was he walked off in a uniform and boom, there he walked off in the sunset. I'm probably gonna... I'll probably catch flack for this, but I could see putting Johnny Depp in that role. Johnny Depp, Javier I... Bardem. I would prefer Javier. Yeah, yeah Javier would be. I would see you Javier know doing it. Yeah, I, um, I'm a big, big fan of that. That would be sweet. That yeah. would be a lot of fun. I'd even say I could see Jason Momoa pulling it off too. Ah, someone someone who's like, you Jason, need a swashbuckler. Jason That's why Momoa. I went with. That's why you went with Depp. Yeah, even Jeffrey Rush. I could see Jeffrey Rush doing it. Too old. Please, it'll be CG. You kidding me? I love I love Jeffrey. Think they're going to have practical effects on that? Hell no. Uh, they should. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing with the Mandalorian. No, uh, I, and I think like that the, whole uh, what? I think. Well, no. Yeah, come on, practical effects. No, they make they a practical. No, pra- only thing they have to CG now are normal people to make them look young. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it. Uh, they've been doing it for years, probably. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, that's kind of exciting stuff. Uh, I saw some stuff on uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Now, that was supposed to be coming out in uh, three months from now. Obviously, it's been delayed, I believe, till 2022. Yeah. Um, but they uh, a lot of stuff with these movies, like, they can push the movies back, but a lot of the merchandise that goes into the promotion of it, that's been slated. It's coming out. So a lot of the uh, the toys have been starting to hit um catalogs and and retailers and stuff like that. Really? So some of the stuff that was released in toy form was the Pyro Raptor, which is just a raptor who likes to start fires. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> no. Nah. So it, like, it is bar- called a Pyro Raptor. Is this like Bart Simpson? Yeah, he's just he's just an asshole. He just starts <laughs> fires. But the Pyro Raptor, the cool thing about it was it had feathers. That's been kind of the speculation for a while, ever since Jurassic Park. That you know the whole bird thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so they're gonna start bringing feathers into the game. Well, that they've always been that way. They didn't know that when they made Jurassic Park in '93. Yeah. But with more research, they've realized that yeah, these dinosaurs didn't have scales. Most of them had feathers. So they kind of retcon that. In Jurassic World, by saying that none of these are factual, they're all made in the lab, they're all genetic, we made them look this way. Yeah. But there, it seems like with this new movie, they're going to go more toward the route of factual. Um, not like 100%, they're not going to be like giant turkeys, Like, but it does have some feathers on its forearm, yeah. it has some feathers on, on, its, on its back. Not my dinosaur, these liberal dinosaurs with these feathers. I just think it'd be cool knowing that Sam Neill's going to be in it, reprising yeah. Alan Grant. For him the, to whole, see, the whole time should just be like, I told you! Yeah, for him to see dinosaurs with feathers, I think is going to be a, a pretty cool moment. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> and then going around, going going kind of along that that line as far as like toys spoiling stuff. Uh, I did see a couple Lego sets for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, did you now? And they all had dragons in it, so I hope we get a shit ton of dragons in that movie. Uh, we, we knew there was going to be fucking dragons. I, we didn't know that. I I expected to see a dragon in Iron Fist, and I didn't see no goddamn dragons in that freaking show. I expected Iron Fist to be good. That's did what you? I expected. Did you? I did. Yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. And we didn't even see a dragon at all. Like he gets his power from fighting no. a dragon. We got no dragons. Especially that was that one douche from Game of Thrones playing him. Yeah, he, I forgot he was in Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, there's was, dragons yeah. in that show, and I can have dragons in Iron Fist. Well, to be honest, there wasn't dragons to what season six, seven. We only got two seasons. No, of no, Iron no, Fist. no, no, no. Maybe we, we would have got them. We had dragons in the last episode of GOT season one. Really? Yeah, they hatched. Oh, that doesn't count. It does. That doesn't count. They it's were like dragons. They were like little little lizards, man. With wings, just dragon ass over here. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did. Uh, oh, I got a little uh, bit of video game news, if you don't mind. No, go right ahead. All right, I'm a really big fan of the Alien franchise, Alien Fire Team. Uh, the trailer for that just came out. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Will, did you see this? I did not see the trailer. I saw the the name, and I'm just hoping it's a bunch of guys with flamethrowers. There, yes, there's flamethrowers. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, uh, it's something about they get dropped into a nest, and uh, it's it's one of those like, oh, oh no, xenomorphs came and they cleared out this area where humans. Why don't they were just drop in. like napalm bombs? Why do they got to send guys in there? Oh, because it's a whole rescue mission thing, and also you know how Wayland Corp is. They like their fresh samples, oh, so yeah. you kill a bunch. And you scrape a couple eggs into a little uh, uh, sandwich bag, take it home, boom. Well, petri egg dish. salad, egg. Oh, yeah, with many yeah. Eggs. I mean, imagine what you could do with these eggs. The, you could, the whole world could be enslaved by xenomorphs, or you could cure cancer. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you. I like those odds. Uh, the Aliens Firestorm uh, video game. It's a co-op shooter, third-person style, and it's supposed to play. And handle along the lines of the Gears of War uh, game. I don't know if you ever played that. No, I have. Gears of War is a lot of fun. Okay, uh, it has a nice like kind of like over the shoulder uh, third person view thing. And it's fun. Uh, is it as fun as shoots and ladders? Because that's my jam. I I mean, it could be funner depending on who you are. No, nothing's better than shoots and ladders. It's more better. No, I mean, sometimes you roll <laughs> and you think you're going to get that ladder. <laughs> that chute comes out of nowhere. That does and down happen. down you go. That does happen. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, the, the trailer came out for that. Definitely check that out. That is dropping on next gen and also current gen uh, councils, I believe, uh, this summer. Not really a date yet, just this summer. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm, dude, I'm excited about that. I love my horror video games. I'm on a Resident Evil kick right now, but I can't wait to play this Aliens video game. Uh, and uh, also, I don't know if you saw it, but Bruce Campbell, uh, he posted something on Instagram. Oh, he's going to be in Spider-Man. We don't get Spider-Man phone home. No. We don't get it. Uh, oh, not, not Spider-Man. He's in. Uh, he filmed his cameo uh, in Doctor Strange. Oh, I thought it was going to be Spider-Man as well. Well, uh, Sam Raimi's doing the Doctor Strange yeah. movie, and that just goes hand in hand. Yeah, Sam and you got to have them Sam there. and Bruce, no, they, everyone thinks like they met uh, 
for the Evil Dead movie. It was actually the Super 8 films back when they were in school together. They made a bunch of these 8mm films to get money to make Evil Dead. Uh, so wherever uh, Sam goes, Bruce goes. Did they ever make movies about extraterrestrials getting uh, pimples or uh, fevers on a Saturday night? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we're not getting Spider-Man phone home. It's no. Spider-Man no way home. <laughs> Bummer. I like phone home more. Oh, who wouldn't? Yeah, I'm a big big fan of that title. <laughs> big fan of that. Yeah, real bait and switch. Yep, they got us. They got uh, us. Did you uh, did you read about how Tom Holland he uh he auditioned for the part of Finn? Damn, did we talk about this last week? I think we did, yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm glad you didn't get it. My memory is just slipping. Yeah, you're getting old, man. I am. These hips. Oh dear. Yeah. So May fourth, right? That's Star Wars Day. Is it that's, now? That's the day we celebrate the I'm saga. I'm more of a Revenge of the Fifth guy myself. Oh, that day sucks. You suck. Eh, sometimes. <laughs> but May 4th, we're getting Star Wars The Bad Batch. Yeah. That's going to be the first episode on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we got a little taste of the old Bad Batch in the last season of Clone Wars. I'm all about The Bad Batch. The Bad I Batch. am really surprised at the timeline they're doing. Yeah, it's going to be like during Order 66. I was thinking that we were going to get some Bad Batch Clone Wars adventures because you just had the buildup for it in that one episode, and then they we had, what, the three episodes with the Bad Batch, and that was it? Yeah, but it's going to coincide, like, because Clone Wars ended with, like, Order 66 happening. Correct. So I like the fact that they're not backpack, they're not backpedaling. They're going to keep going with these characters. Um, Moving kind of, forward. Yeah, and I think it's going to be kind of cool because they're going to be, like, I, it, from what I've gathered, looking from the trailer, it seems like they're going to be kind of working with the clones, but against the clones at the same time to try to stay incognito. Yeah. Um. But uh, toy news: we we did get Wrecker and uh, announced. Uh, Wrecker is the the big hulking. He's, he's my favorite. Yeah. So I they, love that they dude. released the images of the Wrecker toy. It's not coming out till like October. Yeah. And it's a big boy. He's gonna cost you a little bit more. He's a Big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He ate his vegetables. He's going to cost you about $30 instead of the normal 20 But that leaves <laughs> only one more member of the Bad Batch to complete your 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 troop of the Bad Batch. So hopefully they make that character as well. They How made about, like, uh, the, the Rambo one. Yeah. And they made uh, Tech, the, the guy that with the, 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 the nerdy, thin-looking dude, right? Yeah, with the long-range gun. Yeah, so yeah, So they yeah. made those two. Um, they're they're not out yet, but they should be out soon. That's exciting. Yeah. I I like. Uh, also, I just saw images of Fennec Shan. That uh, she'll be in the the Bad Batch show. Yeah, she was in the. They showed a little clip of her in the trailer. Uh, that's right. Just just yeah. with her with her mask on. So that's cool that she'll be in there. Uh, that's we get more of her. I love her. Yeah, she's a cool character. Very cool. I yeah. I dig her. Um, so there's uh some other toy news that came out. Um. There is a uh, a collection for the Jurassic Park toys, the Amber Collection. Uh, it's kind of like their six-inch uh, figurines. Basically, uh, they've released some Jurassic Park stuff, which we never really got, like, screen-accurate Jurassic Park figures before. No. So uh, they just released the uh, – watch out for this one now. They released another vi- uh, version of Ian Malcolm. This one has chest hair, so hold on to your butts because we're getting that as well as uh, John Arnold – Sam L. Jackson's character what? from Jurassic Park. Hopefully he has a removable arm. And Seriously? Then, yep. 
they're making it. Those are going to be six-inch figures. Uh, they also released a, a pterodactyl from Jurassic Park three. Okay, in that scale. God, and I hated a, Jurassic Park three. Yeah, it's not great. No. And they released a tiger. Ra- they're going to be releasing a tiger raptor from the Lost World. Really? So she better watch out that Kelly doesn't bust out some gymnastics on him and just do a spin kick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. She that, got. Uh, you believe she got cut from the gymnastics team? <laughs> I, bananas, banana sandwich. But so the tiger raptor, yeah, isn't that what He Man used to ride into battle? No, that was Tiger Cat, mm. Battle Cat. Yeah, the old Battle Cat. Uh, battle. I, I'm pretty sure it was Tiger Raptor. Was his name? Was it? No. I was gonna say I don't. I, I wasn't a <laughs> He Man fan. Really? But even better, we're not only getting those, but we're gonna get in a three and three quarter inch scale. So it'll go with my Star Wars guys. Oh I'm yeah. I'm gonna be getting myself the. It's a thirty dollars set. You can only get it at Target, but you're gonna get. We're gonna get a Jurassic Park Jeep. What? We're gonna get a Dilophosaurus. Yeah. And we're gonna get a Dennis Nedry. So I'll finally have a Newman to play with my my Star Wars guys. It's gonna be great. Can't wait for that set. God, I wish he was in the prequels. Wayne Knight can do no wrong. He's. I really wish he was in like the prequels. (laughs) So those are coming out soon. Just like a bumbling buffoon, like 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 Chancellor Palpatine's like coffee guy, <laughs> just always sweating. <laughs> Where is my coffee? Bring it! Oh, he's right here, Chancellor Palpatine! Oh, just coming in, dropping it, spilling everywhere. I'm picturing him just like he was in Space Jam. <laughs> I may be, I may be fat, but I'm slow. <laughs> Gotta love Wayne Knight. Yeah, he's oh, awesome. So good, so good. Well, he's not fat anymore. So, well, you know, did you see the 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 uh, um the guy who was in Mallrats? He was in My Name Is Earl. He's like Jack Beyond Belief now. He was he's, the guy from Boy Meets World. He's Braun Strowman right now, dude. He's crazy. Yeah, he's awesome. I saw him like today on uh, Kelly, Kelly Kelly Clarkson, Kelly in the morning, yeah, Kelly and that other guy. Yeah, he's a beast now. Yeah, he looks awesome. Yeah, put him up next to the rock. I don't want to tell him it's a schooner. <laughs> it's a goddamn sailboat. I don't want to tell him the butterfly effect sucked. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. We, he did too. <laughs> yeah, as, as he should. <laughs> so did Ashton. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible movie. What ever happened to Amy Smart? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you, man. Uh, did, I know you said last week that you're out of the Walking Dead game, right? Yeah, we got that last season coming up, though, right? Uh, well, they they last Sunday was the second part of the tenth season, I guess. I guess they're pre long. They're elongating the tenth and eleventh final season. Did you say pre long? Yeah, I must say pre long. E long, the e long pre come. Yeah, it's it's real sticky and gooey, but it holds everything together. But uh, (laughs) like the only the only reason I I got back into it because all of season ten was on AMC app for free, so I watched it. And it's hit or miss. Some of the stuff, I, I actually got back into it a little bit. Uh, but to say the least, the 17th episode of season 10, which is like the start of the final lap, they're doing like 24 episodes, I guess, for season 10. Okay. It was not good. Uh, we, oh. saw, we, <laughs> we saw like Maggie Green come back, uh, but it was just a slow, plotting, pointless episode. Uh, so hopefully they get better again because even season 10, they, there were some episodes that I really enjoyed and other ones that I was just like, meh, not so much. 
It's, dude, the filler episodes were always boring. Yeah, and this, it seems like since it's ra- ramping up, there's a lot less filler episodes, which is great. Okay, but... That's cool. Yeah, so... Uh, like, there was a movie that I watched that was really hyped up about, too. It's called uh, Dark... Oh, uh, Comes at Night. It comes at night. I think it, they come at night. I, something like that. And the whole movie just felt like a Walking Dead filler episode. Really? It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. So, that's all. You got any more news? I'm I'm newsed out. I am, uh, yeah, I'm out, dude. Matt, uh, I think you have a comic book for us to listen oh, to, Matt. Matt, hey, buddy. All right, let's, uh, let's go to our dear friend, Matt Johnson. Let's get the Ouija board out. Matt, are you there? And it says, yes. All right, are you moving this or... Are you moving this one? Oh, yeah, I'm moving it totally. Oh, Ain't oh, no okay. spirits in this house. All right, and uh, Matt is going to be taking it away right now, buddy. All right, what is up? What is up, everybody? How we doing? Thank you so much, uh, Mike and Will, for holding it down, continuing to hold it down as uh, I continue to work these overnight hours. I'm exhausted. I'm certainly exhausted, but I'm happy to even have a few minutes uh, to get to spend with you, the listeners, and uh, and continue reading books. I'm going to continue to do that for as long as I work overnights, uh, which could be for the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Uh, I want to continue right along with. Uh, we've been reading House of M, and you know, in in correlation with the Wandavision series. And we left off last time. Wolverine stumbled upon. Uh, well, he was carried to uh, uh, an underground place with Hawkeye, Luke Cage bunch of underground human heroes um and this continues right where it left off there's no room for mystery no room for for thinking uh i do gotta say this cover is very very cool cover this is issue number four mind you for house of m uh it's with wolverine he's got a bunch of arrows on his back and hawkeye is standing over him but uh all right so the book physically starts off with hawkeye he's got the arrow um, right at Wolverine's face, he's, you know, he's just, Wolverine's taking too long. He's trying to figure out. He did, he's trying to figure out what's going on, basically. And uh, without, uh, with, with a very impatient Hawkeye, uh, lets the bow go, and he puts an arrow right in Wolverine's neck. Wolverine is out for about thirty seconds. Luke Cage and others are going, "Look, what's wrong with you? What are you out of your mind? This and that, this and that." Wolverine stands up. And, uh, I mean, Hawkeye's biggest thing is that Wolverine has a tracker in his neck. And with that tracker comes, they call it the the Red Army, which, uh, to me, it looked like a bunch of sentinels. Um, it looked like a bunch of sentinels that are uh, under, under the control of the House of M, House of Magnus. Uh, through, well, with S.H.I.E.L.D., excuse me. But uh, Wolverine stands up. He's trying to figure things out. And they get attacked by these giant sentinel-like creatures. And uh, Cloak, if you're never, not familiar with Cloak, Cloak has teleportation abilities. He teleports the uh, the most of the team away. They're in Wilson Fisk's uh, old office, which is which is completely empty. Um, the rest of the book is a lot of just Wolverine explaining things. He's trying to figure, you know, again, he's trying to figure out what's going on. He goes back and forth with Luke Cage and Hawkeye explaining that, you know, and some of these others that he's from another reality two days ago. He was, you know, him and uh, several X-Men and Avengers went to Genosha to go find the Scarlet Witch and try to figure out how to deal with her. And now here we are, um, 
he wakes up and it's a completely different reality. Mutants are the dominant species. Uh, Homo sapiens, which are the normal, uh, for those who don't know what that term means, are the normal people. They are uh, they are in hiding. They are in hiding. Um, and, yeah, so Wolverine is, is basically explaining it all to him. He's like, man, he convinces some of them. Like, how do you know our names, this and that? And they start to buy it. So uh, eventually the second part of the, well, he meets this child who also, um, you come to find out, has the same uh, has the same kind of story. She's a mutant, actually, and she has the same story as Wolverine, where everything was normal a couple of days ago, and now here she is. So uh, the second part, the, really the second part of the book, they break into the apartment of uh, Scott Summers and Emma Frost. All right, and uh, they're they're moving around. There's a whole bunch of them too. It's really not like <laughs> it's not very secretive at all. Uh, they head in. And Emma Frost comes home. Emma Frost comes home. She's like, what, what's going on here? She's ready to call the police. And uh, she's, she's startled because Wolverine knows who she is. He goes, hey, Em. And uh, Emma Frost, as we all know, telepath, same, you know, obviously probably not as strong as Charles Xavier, but the same powers pretty much. Goes to read his mind. Goes to read Wolverine's mind, and she sees everything that's going on. Everything that's going on. And actually, it looks like this child um that is with them is uh is the the daughter of scott summer and emma frost in this other reality so uh she's like she's blown away but she's also now on the same wavelength as as wolverine and she's all in so wolverine uh and emma frost are like okay we got a house of magnus what's going on here like she unlocked herself in the in the other life pretty much by reading wolverine's mind and uh yeah, she's like, okay, what's up? We gotta go kill Magneto, and that's how the that's how the book ends, uh, pretty much. It was really cool. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan. I, I feel like since the X Men movies came out, since Hugh Jackman took the role of Wolverine all those years ago, that uh, Wolverine's just been shoved down our throats too much, too much for my liking sometimes. But I'm actually starting to warm. I'm really warming up to the storyline. I think it's a I think it's a really good one. Um, that challenges Wolverine and makes him have to be, you know, we all know he's not the be- best people person and he's trying to convince, you know, everybody around him to, 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 to figure shit out and, and, and make it right. So that is it. That is House of M number four. I'll be back next week uh, with the rest of the fellas for um, for our next reading. So thank you so much and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Compelling, as always. Well told, Matt. Well told, indeed. Matt, you are just a hell of a storyteller. Probably one of the greatest tellers. Well, I think that uh, there's going to be... I think they're going to re-sign Jim Henson's storytellers with Matt Johnson. I love that. That's how great it was. (laughs) Matt, great job, buddy. Love the... uh, uh, I'm guessing that was House of M. Loved it. It was great. Uh, so I guess it's my turn now, right? Yeah, if you want to go. You want to go. You're already flipping your be- book open, so I'm I'm guessing it's your turn. I'm just flicking the old bean. Oh, that's good. You got to do that. Uh, what, do the... you, what do you got? Did I see Thrawn? Oh, right. Did I, so, did I see that from my point of view? So what I have here is a uh, a graphic novel that I picked up. It's Thrawn. And it's, uh, I just wanted to get our viewers 
a little bit more comfortable with this new character. It's not a new character. It's been he, Thrawn has been around for years. Yeah, he was like late nineties, baby. Yes, but to the novice, I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know who Thrawn is. And when Ahsoka Tano said, "Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" It raised a lot of eyebrows. I'm sure people were searching on Google and stuff like that. Now, this isn't the uh, original Thrawn. This isn't d- derived from the original th- tr- Thrawn trilogy. Uh, this is kind of like a breakdown of the new Thrawn books. Uh, you see down. why I get confused, people? I read all these books with this guy. Now I'm supposed to not know who he is, what he did. I got to start from scratch again. Now you understand Will. why I'm getting so Hot no, heated. Hey, hey, hey. It's your blood pressure, buddy. All right, think I of your blood pills. Pr- yeah, it doesn't matter. You you're over there drinking a rock star. I'm worried about you. It's pure zero. There's no calories. Wait. It's not the calories I'm worried about. Wait a minute. There's 20 calories in this. It's, they lied to me. You've been bamboozled. But it's got guava. Oh, oh, so oh. I'm good. It's guava. I'm it's good. Guava's in there. Yeah, it's guava. Oh, pfft, dude, you're fine. I guava problem <laughs> with this stuff with Thrawn. You're gonna get on your knees and guava, boy. Tell me about this imperial dictator. Is that is that a likeness of Peter Cushing I see on that? It is absolutely. Oh, yeah, the cover marvelous. of this. Yeah, the cover of it has uh uh, like you said, Peter Cushing, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. That's the only Grand Moff. Agreed. Uh, and then behind him is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, so we get into the actual uh, the meat and potatoes here. You see a bunch of imperial troopers, uh, a couple scientists. They're on, uh, they're on kind of like a deserted planet. They're on a mission, uh, and one of the something happened. There was like a plane that got the, uh, what? Not a, oh my gosh! Listen to me. A plane. One of the ships crashed, uh, <laughs> and you could see like a blue arm reach in, grabbing plasma, uh, the little plasma grenades, rifle, and stuff like that. Uh, and there's an explosion going off, and everybody in the uh, the Empire they start, that's there, they start to realize that oh, when he has one of the comlinks, uh, Thrawn is listening to everything that they're saying. Well, it's uh, Thrawn is, he's a little disheveled looking, his hair is long, he's in rags, uh, he's on this deserted planet that's kind of close to the Outer Rim. This is part of the time when um, the Emperor, he wanted everyone to reach out to the Outer Rim. He was very compelled to know what was out there. There was something about the Emperor Emperor Palpatine was having like these visions of something in the outer rim. Uh and this was before like The Last Jedi came out. And they were always like, uh like, okay, maybe uh what's his name that they just completely jobbed out. Oh, Snoke. Snoke. Snoke was from the uh the outer rim trying to contact uh Palpatine. And of course that's not what happened at all. But the Emperor was very interested in what was in the outer rim. That's why he had these teams go out exploring. Uh, and uh, there was more sabotage going on. Uh, and eventually Thrawn gets his gets his hands on one of the clone trooper outfits. This is before the stormtroopers. They were still clones. Uh, he gets on board of the ship that's going to go back to Coruscant. And uh, they, you know, they, they know something's up. He takes his helmet off and... Uh, that's where he is. Uh, he's taken as a prisoner, and you hear, uh, uh, "Welcome aboard the Venator, Class Star Destroyer. Strike fast! I am Captain Park. Do you speak basic?" Uh, and uh, Captain Park's little uh, little guy next to him, uh, and this is this is translated from uh, from Beast. I pronounce this right, Beastie, B I S T I. It's a a, a a language that a, a certain alien life forms use. 
Uh, not to my knowledge. I, I don't know that. Term. So he comes up to him and he's like, or would uh, Beastie be better? Um, and the other, uh, the, the captain here is just like, uh, you asked him whether he whether he spoke beastie i assume he's like yes i apologize captain i just thought uh from all the stories they say that the chiss uh used Cy beastie in their um in their dialogue and he's like the what cadet vanto uh the chiss uh they're a well that they've always been thought of as wild space myth in the stories chiss used by Cisti in their dealings with us uh, and uh, Thrawn explains that, you know, yes, that is my language, but I also know some basic. Uh, so the, uh, the the one captain is just like, well, your comfort is not our priority at the moment. Our understanding is that you can speak basic, then do so. I'm Captain Park, commander of this ship. What's your name? Uh, and I can never pronounce his name right. Uh, the M- Mit Thrawn, N- Mithron Naradu. Ooh. But it'll be easier if you just call me Thrawn. Yeah. Well, because you read the books, right? The the whole altercation, not the altercation, but the, the standoff he had with Anakin Skywalker. Wait, who? Uh, with Anakin. Thrawn had that. Um, no, I don't. I, I read the old stuff. I didn't you didn't read, read the new, the new books. Nope. Okay. So there is uh, something that happens in the new books where it's uh, Anakin approaches the ship. Thrawn's on there and they're communicating back and forth. And it's kind of this. It, it's a fun moment where. He's like, just call me Thrawn. And Anakin's like, well, no, I'm going to call you by your actual name. Uh, so Thrawn says the name and Anakin pronounces it wrong. And Thrawn's like, actually, like he's he corrects him. Anakin tries getting it again. He corrects him and he keeps correcting. It. And then finally, Anakin, there's like a moment of like silence between the two. And Anakin's just like, well, Thrawn. What are, you, what are you doing out here, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's a little bit of comedy there. Um, uh, so, anyways, they're they're explaining that he uh, Thrawn is talking about he was exiled to this planet uh, by his people, uh, and uh, let's see, they uh, something about like uh, the one kid is just like, yo, I feel like we should take him to the emperor. I think he would be really interested in the species because uh, there's only just like mist behind him. Thrawn is one of the first, uh, th- the first of the species that actual like like the humans have encountered. Um, so we're at this Ivanto, the little guy uh, that's with him. Uh, he's saying, "Oh, you seem to know a lot about his people." Not really, sir. We've heard stories about the Chess, more like myths, really. They're supposed to be some of the great warriors who ever lived. Uh, and this is where they, they get to a part where he's just like, listen, you're going to sit with Thrawn. You're going to be his, since Thrawn has broken basic, uh, you're going to be a translator. T- but you're going to teach him basic. Stay on him. Uh, and so there's a, a part here where Thrawn is in, he's in chains, not chains. He's in like the, the handcuffs and shackles, shackles. And Vonto is across from him. And he's like, uh, I, I told you these stories are barely above the level of myth, but you've asked to hear them. And Thrawn is like, I appreciate your willingness to share. One may learn a great deal about a people by the stories they tell. And what have you learned about humans? Uh, and Thrawn is just like, well, what I meant to say is I could learn about one person from the stories he chooses to tell. And what have you learned about me? Thrawn explains that 
You do not wish to be here. You do not wish to act as a translator and assistant. You certainly do not wish to act as interrogator. Who said I'm an interrogator? I... You wish to return to your numbers and inventory list. That is where your talent lies, and where you desire to lead your path. Fascinating. I suppose that being from the race of legendary warriors, you find logistics and supply beneath your dignity. Thrawn says to you, Of course not, because I know better. My family has done that kind of work for generations. I'm doing it for... The Imperial Navy now instead of for my own family. So this kid is just basically like, I just want to be an accountant. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, and nice and safe until some, you know, teeny bopper comes along uh, dreaming about bullseye and womp rats back home and blowing up your, your space station. You know how many innocent people were on that thing? Contractors? <laughs> so many contractors. The poor janitors? I know. Guys All he like- was doing was, it was probably some poor schmuck. Mopping up a big pile of shit. Yeah. And then he gets blown to smithereens. They don't pay me enough for these. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, they go back and forth a little bit more. And uh, there's there's more going on. And uh, Thrawn is just really breaking this kid down. Not breaking him down like uh, mentally. Just breaking him down, figuring out what he's all about. Uh, because that's what Thrawn does. Thrawn, yeah, he's very like even in the uh, Hair to the Empire trilogy, like he was known for using art and culture of a civilization to try to understand. Yes, th- that civilization. Yes, yes. Uh, that's Thrawn's thing. Yeah. He, so he, they did keep that with the new iteration because that was like his. They he's did. very cold and calculating, but uh, that was his thing. He he had always had like artwork from long deceased civilizations that he would use to try to figure out civilizations and and battle tactics and things like that so very cold and calculating so we get to the Coruscant Imperial Palace Captain Perk I'm told you bring me a gift I do your majesty a warrior reportedly of a species known as the Chiss if I may your majesty I am not oh sorry that was thrown If I may, Your Majesty, I am not merely a gift. I am also a resource, one you have never seen the like of before and may never see again. You would do well to utilize me. Yeah. (laughs) Would I? Certainly you're a resource of unlimited confidence. What exactly do you offer, Chiss? There are threats lurking in the unknown regions that will someday find your empire. I am familiar with them. I offer my military skill to utilize in making plans to seek out and eliminate these dangers. And what exactly do you wish from the empire? A state of mutual gain. I offer my knowledge and skill to you now in exchange for your consideration to my people in the future. And this is where Park jumps in, and he's just like, you stated that your people exiled you. And Thrawn comes back with, they are still my people. And when that future comes, what if I refuse to grant that consideration to your people? Then I will have gambled and lost. But I have until that time to convince you that my goals and yours do indeed coincide. 
Uh, it kind of goes back and forth for a little bit, uh, but it gets to a part here where uh, Thrawn brings up uh, somebody that could vouch for him, and he was like, your servant. My servant? Perhaps I assumed incorrectly that he was your servant, yet he always spoke highly of Chancellor Palpatine. His name was Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker. Interesting. And your name? Mithron Naradu. So it was you. When Captain Park's message arrived, I'd hope it was. Jedi Skywalker survived the war then? Sadly, he did not. And it has a flashback to him burning. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he took the high ground. No, well, he tried taking the high he ground. Tried. He tried. Yeah, I mean, he tried. He took said, it. Anakin, don't you? Oh, don't do I it. I mean, he was the last one there. He just didn't have arms. He rolled off. Or of a it. leg. So he was on the high ground for a second and just well, kind of rolled. Still, that second was his. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. A real burn for if you know what I'm saying. Uh, so Theron is just saying that I mourn his passing. He was most cunning and equia. Uh, and as he didn't know the name for it. And the other kid just goes, courageous. He means courageous. Uh, so... This is where Emperor Palpatine is just... He tells Thrawn that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you into uh, this this little sector here where you're going to train to become an officer. Um, and you're going to take this kid with you. And the kid is just like, fuck, no, I'm not going to go with Thrawn. Like, I'm an accountant. I don't want to do this. He's thinking this. He's not really saying it out loud. You're not going to dare say that shit in front of Palpatine. Nah, he'll kill you. He'll kill you dead. Uh, so it goes on to... Uh, that like this kid, you're you're gonna be stuck with Thrawn. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna make sure that he's uh, you know he's he's learning more basic, learning the human ways, stuff like that. Because we all know how Palpatine feels about aliens. Um, and they give in the the, the uniforms they actually give Thrawn one of those uh those patches for a uh, lieutenant. Uh. So he's still in training, but he has a lieutenant patch, uh, but he keeps it hidden. He's not supposed to wear it on his person. So he's because he's, you know, he's a blue, he's a yeah. fucking blue alien. Um, and this is uh, this is where they have like uh, the kid and Thrawn. They're in a bunk together. And uh, Thrawn is Thrawn is talking about like. Uh, he's talking about like being like non-human. Uh, and uh, how the people there, they feel, everyone in the Academy, they feel a little bit different towards him. And the kid explains that, well, during the Clone Wars, you got to understand that a lot of the Separatists, they were mostly non-human. So we all kind of have a little bit of a uh, thing against them, you know, kind of racist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, how do you feel about non-humans? And the kid kind of beats around the bush, you know. Um, eventually, they get lured into a card game. Uh, to where they're just uh, they're they're gonna get they're gonna get jacked up, and the kid is just like you know we're going into a trap, and uh, Thrawn's just like sometimes, uh, there are a few traps that cannot be turned against their designers, so uh, Thrawn, Thrawn's playing card with cards with these guys. They have a little bit of a thing beforehand that if they get caught gambling, they could get in a lot of trouble. Uh, and uh, the one kid is talking about this this kid across from him. Apparently, he's the son of a senator. He has a lot of pull. He could do whatever he wants. And he's talking about how he has, like, this royal flush hand. It's not what it is, but it's basically a royal flush. 
you know, like, if I have this, you can't beat this. And Thrawn's like, au contraire, I could have the same one, therefore, the same hand, therefore, you're not beating me. And he's like, maybe I have something a little stronger than uh, uh, a royal flush. There's a lot of dialogue back and forth. It gets pretty tense. Thrawn pulls out the badge, and he sticks it on his shirt. And then that's when uh, uh, somebody comes in. Uh, it's a, a, a lieutenant comes in. What the devil is going on here? And uh, uh, Thrawn gets up, and he kind of covers it up, you know, like, oh, don't worry. We're just playing a friendly card game. There's no gambling going on, whatever. And he's like, oh, 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 oh all right, then, oh, lieutenant. <laughs> All right, Lieutenant. Very well. Yep, yep, yep. Carry on. Uh, and Thrawn looks at everyone else at the table and goes, there is no guaranteed winning hand, Cadet Oddbar. I suggest you not forget that. Meanwhile, uh, Thrawn and the kid, they're walking outside the streets of Coruscant, and Thrawn pushes the kid uh, over, over these bushes, and Thrawn is attacked by three thugs in hoods. Uh, Thrawn knew they were coming because he felt them coming. Uh, it's uh, Thrawn, you know, Thrawn eventually... Does he have the shining? Uh, he felt, because uh, it had something to do... Thrawn explained that they move like the way predators move, where it's fast but quiet, and humans move the same way, and he, he heard them coming, basically. Gotcha. Uh, the kid helps Thrawn. He throws a bunch of, like... It's, it's almost like pocket sand. He throws in their eyes like pocket sand because uh, that's all the kid could do. He's just a little nerd. He's a nerd accountant. Yeah. And Thrawn beats the shit out of the rest of them. And they take off running. Uh, Thrawn and the kid, they end up going to the uh, the main lieutenant of the school uh, explaining that, you know, who that this kid from the card game, the son of the senator, was the one that um, <coughs> he was definitely the one. That set them up to get to get jumped, ambushed, possibly murdered. We don't know. Um, and Thrawn comes up with this whole thing that instead, uh, oh, the guy lieutenant is just like, ah, that little kid is a shit. I hate him so much. Um, there's nothing I could do about it though. Like he's protected, and Thrawn is just like, all right, well, the three people that jumped me, instead of going after them, I want you to put them into uh this advanced imperial academy and he's like that's not really uh that that's not really like a slap on the wrist or anything if anything that's a promotion thrawn's like exactly he's like the way they snuck up on me and the way that they they formed an alliance and and managed to like take me down because thrawn's a thrawn may not be like uh uh powerful like a jedi or anything but he's so cunning and so quick and he is actually powerful. Like he's he's a strong dude. He's well trained. Um, you saw him fight in in Rebels. Yeah, like but he could hold his own. Yeah, but he doesn't feel the need to use his physical prowess because he's such a mental exactly, manipulator. Exactly, and that's what he does here. He is like, I think they would be great for this Imperial training program. And also, the kid, uh, this kid, the senator's kid, uh, kid, he won't know that they're like, he, like they're like, do it quietly. Do it uh, when no one's around. Don't notify anyone of this. They'll just, poof, disappear. And uh, it'll scare him. It'll be like these three guys that jumped me that he set him, you know, set, got set up for. They're just going to vanish. So therefore, Thrawn... Thrawn kind of won that, you know? So the kid the kid put, put the fear of God in him and everything like that. Um, and then it gets to three months later when it comes time for everyone to graduate and go on uh, to go to, go to like, their assigned assign missions, whatever. Uh, Thrawn looks into the computer database and goes, interesting, I am to be second weapons officer 
aboard the Gazanti class cruiser Blood Crow. And the kid the kid's with him, Vonti Ivanto, and he's like, Oh sweet, nice. Oh oh sweet, nice, sir. That's very good. Uh and uh Theron is like, and you? I presume you asked for a supply officer position. I did. Good chance I got it too. The biggest ships that always they're always hurting for supply personnel. The Blood Crow aid to Lieutenant Thrawn you son of a bitch! You put them up to this, didn't you? Thrawn's like, I did not put them up to this. I simply thought that it would be best to keep my uh, my translator with me. And the kid is just like, God damn it! No, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be your lackey. And uh, that's where we we leave off in this one. Uh, so it's kind of just like, it's a great introduction to Thrawn. And it's a great way of showing just like, and I know this, this may have been like a little boring, but I love it. I love Thrawn's dialogue. I love that it shows just like what a mastermind he is and that he's always in control. Yeah. Literally always in control. I know it kind of had a little bit, if you watch Rebels and uh, that was like your introduction to Thrawn, or if that's all you know about Thrawn, I kind of had a little bit of like that Dukes of Hazard feel like Thrawn was boss hog. You yeah, know, the, re- you the mean, rebels yeah. were like, oh, I'll get you, you do, damn Duke kids. That's kind of how Thrawn, like, shaking his fist, like, oh, they got away again yeah. kind of thing. But well, that's, I think, cartoons in It's general. Exactly. It's the cartoon thing. But, like, Thrawn is always in control. Yeah. No, he's, he's, that, that, that was interesting to, to hear how the, the stuff that I grew up reading, they've kind of translated it into the, the new canon. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I have something completely different. I went with Neon Joe, Werewolf Hunter. What? Have you uh, have you ever seen the show that's on Adult Swim? No. So this is uh, this is a comic that was released as a prelude to the show. It's been out for a while now. I think it was only like two seasons. It's live action. It's just goofy fun. It's live action. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. What name of it again? Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. Neon Joe? Neon Joe. So the cover, we got Neon Joe sitting on a throne. Now, Neon Joe kind of looks like uh, a Snake Plissken type. He's got the eye patch. He's got the scruff. He's got tattoos. But uh, the distinguishing noticeable thing about this gentleman is he wears neon green all the time. Hey, man. Guy likes the party. Neon green. I like it. There he is. So this starts off. Uh, police headquarters, Garrity, Vermont. And uh, we get a close-up shot of a pair of tweezers uh, reaching into a Ziploc bag, pulling out a little hair. And what's on that bag? It says, werewolf pubes. Yeah. And we see the tweezers put the werewolf pubes down on a, uh, uh, what do they call that? A, 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 a PT tray? You know? Petri. Petri tray. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Petri and dish. That, and yeah, the, the dish. We see it on a nice little microscope. We see Neon Joe looking into that microscope and so what happens if you don't kill the werewolf oh i'm gonna get that wolf got me a plan that'll allow y'all to enjoy tomorrow night's wine gibbons moon free of the fear that's neon joe's voice oh yeah he's very very he's kind of like gambit oh okay very 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 cajun Cajun. and spicy uh, fella the cool thing is we see a close-up of this werewolf pube and it's got teeth and it's gonna get you it's got some teeth there Gonna bite you. That looks like those uh, the things that they replaced the facehuggers with in Prometheus. Uh, that or maybe the things that those stupid sandworms spew out. 
from time to time that if you wear moon boots, you'll have no problems avoiding them. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so we see Neon Joe looking into the, uh, the, 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 the microscope, and we see the police officer there standing next to him, and he goes, Neon Joe goes, ain't that fun a word for a moon face or gibbous? So why where will uh, give us this day our daily moony oh, hump? <laughs> you got to open the Mac nice around here. I want to try that joke out on the front live, front of the live audience. And the the sheriff, how how did you end up becoming a werewolf hunter? Oh, you want to hear the story of the Dion Joe? Well, simply, really, it's it's a classic story of a boy raised by the wolves. You see, my mother and my father, they just don't abandon me when I was just a little bad baby. Left me in a forest where some wolves took me in. The only difference in this case was they was the werewolves. And we see two werewolves, uh, a male werewolf, female werewolf. They find this baby in a nice little bonnet. They take it in. We see their log cabin, and then we see the inside of the cabin. And they got uh, they got a nice little... Uh, like a, a human skull with a wax candle on it that's lit. Delightful. And they said, they don't took me in because they couldn't have a child of their own. That's why they don't done kill me. And then the male werewolf is looking at a thing that says, <laughs> Dr. Freddie Nathan, penile test results, sterile. Whoa. Signed, Dr. Freddie Nathan. <laughs> so that penile doctor, he done, yeah, he found out, nope, no good. Because uh, when they were human form, my daddy was a carpenter. My mama, she was a lawyer. I had a nice suburban childhood. And we see, you know, nice, nice house. Father's going, he kind of looks like John Henry. He's got, like, the flannel shirt. He's got the overalls. He's going to work waving goodbye. There's his mother wearing a nice business suit with a nice long skirt. She's oh, waving by. Real Hillary Clinton. Though. Yeah, you know. Uh, mama and daddy, eventually, they got me a nanny to help with the child care. But then the one night my daddy don't have an affair with the nanny. Mama caught him in the midair. That butthole, he left with that nanny. And we see <laughs> we see his dad walking off with the nanny. The mother, she's just distraught. We see another shot. She's distraught. She's crying. Little Neon Joe sitting at the top of the stairs. He's crying with his teddy by his side. And we see, uh, we see a shot of the, you know, Neon Joe as a little boy sitting in the car with his mama. And they're in front of a police station. They said, Mama, she put on a good face, but I, I could tell she's just done devastated. <laughs> then we see a shot of the mother transforming into a werewolf, and she's jumping through the police window. And we see a shot of her getting shot up with all the bullets from the cops. Baka, and that's baka, when, baka. yeah, Neon Joe, she got herself so upset she don't kill herself. You know, a suicide by our cops. Went down to the local precinct on a full moon night, turned herself into a werewolf right before their very eyes. They had no choice. They had to kill her. Baka, 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 baka. <laughs> <laughs> we see Neon Joe. He's got, you know, he's all bundled up. This all left me to survive on my own. We see him walking through the woods. He's taking a little nap. Oh, no, we see two wolves that are coming up on him. I was alone a few years until some real wolves had took me on in and took care of me a bit. Although, truth be told, they was just a little slow. We see him <laughs> going back to their nest. He's got a rabbit, dead rabbit, and we see the, the one wolf's got its like tongue hanging out, a little cross-eyed. The other one's looking kind of funny. Then we see a shot of Neon Joe kind of getting a little older. He's taking a bath in a nice little riverbed with the two wolves. We see another shot of him kind of doing some laundry with some blankets, and then we see another shot of, of grown-up Neon Joe uh, sitting there, 
poncho on with the two wolves by a campfire. So it's kind of more like uh, me taking care of them. They was like that guy radio. Remember that movie, Cuba Gooden Jr.? And then they, <laughs> they, you, then you remember that movie, Rudy, about the guy walking to the Notre Dame football team. He was a walk-on. Yeah, I actually been working on my screenplay combining those two films about a mentally challenged guy who walks on to play football for the Notre Dame. I call it Rudio. <laughs> anyway, I done dedicate my life to hunting werewolves in the hopes that one of these times would be my daddy so I could avenge my mama. The cop goes, wow, that's that's really a true story? And then Joe's looking at him. Can I ask you another question? You want to know why I wear the neon? I tell you, I, I wear the neon because it's the opposite of the camouflage, you see. About 20 years ago, I decided that I want to stand out in the plain view. Strap fear into those hotter than beasts. And then we see Neon Joe in the forest. He's got a he's got a patch over his eye. He's got a dangly earring. He's got all neon, neon camo, or neon uh, cargoes, rather. He's got a neon vest. He's got tattoos everywhere. He's got a, a werewolf, werewolf tattoo that says, Werewolves, Schmerwolves, Joe 316. <laughs> this guy's awesome. <laughs> So any potential werewolves or shapeshifters or whatnot I'm dealing with, they know Neon Joe's in town. And then they show him, whip out his six-shooter pistol, and it's got like a, a knife attached to the bottom of it. Maybe then they stay away when the moon is full or when the moon ain't full or whenever they choose to don't come out. And we get a nice one-page shot of Neon Joe in all his glory standing in front of a full moon ready to... Hunt down some werewolves. Is that is that a, a crossbow gun? What was that? No, it's like a six shooter, but he's got like uh, he's got knives, oh, almost like bayonets. Yeah, yeah. nice. They're like, nice. like they're, it's like, kind of like a bayonet. Sorry, you held it six up. Six I, I just took my glasses off. So. <laughs> and that right there is a nutshell story of Neon Joe. <laughs> and the sheriff, you know, he goes, sort of seems like you don't really know for sure if this werewolf comes out in the day or in the night or whatever. And now you're saying it might not even be a werewolf? Could be a shapeshifter? This almost like you're making it up. Like you're you're making built-in excuses for not wanting to kill it before it even you even try. Huh? Maybe you be a werewolf. And he points the gun at the sheriff. And the sheriff says, I'm not a werewolf. Well, take a good look at my face. Take a good look at my eye. That look like an excuse to you? Here, you want to see a real scar? This is the one that almost got me. You take a good look at that one right there, huh? What am I supposed to be looking at? Neon Joe kind of turns around. Uh, that big one right down in the middle there. That just looks like your butt crack. <laughs> made you look. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got a shot of Neon Joe and the sheriff standing in front of a nice moonlight silhouette. Like I said, for all we know, we could be dealing with a day wolf. Like in that movie, uh, Teen Wolf with the Michael J. Fox. He was a werewolf who came out in the day. Except the wolf we're dealing with don't dunk basketballs for laughs. <laughs> this wolf, he dunk human balls into his mouth. <laughs> Although I guess in a proper context, I could see that getting some solid chuckles 
you know, <laughs> maybe the wolfy duck a uh, human balls into his mouth. He got some dipping sauces in front of him, like a chipotle mayo or a jalapeno ranch or something. <laughs> he do the dunk and then he eat it. He got a little bit of the sauce dripping down his mouth. I can see how that could play for laughs. This also would understand and the assumption that this is a dude werewolf. You, you don't know. We could be dealing with a chick werewolf, or or we could be dealing with a chick with a dick werewolf. You ever see one of those? It'll blow your mind, I tell you. Then the sheriff, he, I'll see you around. He's kind of had enough of Neon Joe's nonsense. Yeah, I'll see you around. Now we get a shot of a nice, nice, looks like a nice little cottage, maybe an inn in the middle of Vermont. Nice full moon. We look through the one window and we see Neon Joe sitting there and he's pulling out a stack of papers and it's, oh, it's a screenplay, Rudio by Neon Joe. <laughs> and we see him opening up his luggage and he pulls out a picture of his, his birth parents holding him as a baby. We see him looking at it. And then we see him pull out a picture of him with his werewolf parents with a big X through his daddy. He puts that picture away. Then we see another picture frame with him and the wolves that were a little special that that he was raised by. And he's looking at it. And then we see a picture that says world's best partner. And it's Neon Joe in his neon garb with a nice lady dressed in all neon. Then he pulls out another picture frame that says world's best daddy. And it's a little baby wrapped in a blue cloth. He sits on the edge of the bed. He's sitting there. He's looking sad and he starts he's crying away, and it says, To be continued in Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. And that's the end. Dude, that's awesome. So I really enjoyed the, the show. Like I said, I, I watched the show first. Uh, it's just fun. It's stupid fun. Um, so what came first, the comic book or the show? Uh, the first season of the show came, and then this was like a prelude. This was a fr- I think this was like a free comic on free comic book day one year. And uh, that came out as, like, the, the origin story for Neon Joe. Uh, dude, that's awesome. So, uh, And that's an Adult Swim show? Yes. It was. Re- it might be on the Adult Swim app. I wonder if it's on, uh, because it, it looks like HBO Max has, like, the Adult Swim catalog. I wonder gotcha. if it's on there. I'll have nice. to check it out. When yeah. did, that, did this come out, like, a few years ago? Or? Yeah, I would say maybe five years ago. So, Shit. Yeah, it was a fun little show. Uh, and, I mean, I, I really apologize. I just got no pod pod puns for today i mean i really tried i was sitting in my pod hammock puffing on my jewel pod listening to pod on my ipod and alas i could not think of a pod pun for today's podcast god damn it will well i guess that just leaves uh for uh you know for that old saying that matt johnson always says here what's that i forgot it uh it goes all those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Time to die. <laughs> now this is podcasting. Oh, the Boonta Eve classic. <laughs> <laughs> Waka, waka.